you for listening in on Tent of Testimonies podcast. This is the official podcast of the Tent of Testimonies International under the leadership of Prophet Dr. Fred Akama and Senior Pastor Maureen Akama. As you listen to this and other amazing sound biblical teachings, our aim is to equip you with the Word of God so that you can grow into an effective believer. In today's podcast, we do believe that you will be imparted with the knowledge of God, spiritual truths, and kingdom principles that will positively affect your spiritual life. Be blessed as you listen, and may you come back with a great testimony. Someone say anointing. anointing. Say it again. Anointing. Anointing simply means, anoint, to anoint simply means to, um, to rub with oil. To anoint simply means to rub with oil, if we may take the literal meaning of it. But at the same time, it also means to, to anoint means to put someone in an office or in a position by rubbing oil on them so that they can perform a certain duty. Praise the Lord. In the Old Testament, and to talk about both the old and the new, then we do the comparison, then we flow together. Bonus if you will. So in the Old Testament, there were groups of people that would be anointed. And the reason why they were anointed was for them to perform a specific task. Yeah? So we had the priests, the sons of Levi, who would be anointed. We would have kings like David, Solomon, the whole lineage, the children in the Israelites, wherever, generation. They would be anointed before they get into kingship. We would have prophets who would be anointed. So before anyone assumed office, the instructions that God would give, it would be very important for someone to be put in the office to receive that anointing in order to be able to perform. Bonus if you will. When you come to the New Testament, it's a little bit different. Bible says that when men would be prayed, the spirit of them would come upon them. But in the New Testament, Bible says that we have the spirit of God in us. So you can have the spirit in you and even upon you. But in the Old Testament, they didn't have the spirit inside them. They had the spirit upon them. You can't talk about anointing without talking about the person Jesus Christ. Is that true? Is that true? We can't talk about anointing and separate it from the Lord Jesus. It's almost impossible. When Isaiah prophesied, this should be 54 or 53, when Isaiah prophesied and was talking about Messiah coming, you know Old Testament was written in um, Greek. Alright? And then the New Testament was written in the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The New Testament was written in Greek. Is that true? So in the Old Testament, when they say Messiah, 
Messiah simply means someone who was anointed. That's why King Cyrus was a Messiah at the time when he was put on the throne to be a king. Alright? So when you say Messiah, when you say Messiah, I'll get to that. When you say Messiah, and when you say Christ, it is one and the same thing. One is in Greek, one is in Hebrew. Praise the Lord. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Alright, this is fine. It's talking about Christ, which was confirmed in New Testament, but there's another one. There's another one. We'll get to that place. Now, Bible says that when you read the Old Testament, the Old Testament is not the real deal. It is a shadow of what was supposed to happen in the New Testament. Is that true? When you read Hebrews, Bible says that the Old Testament was a shadow of things to come. So whatever you see being written, being done in the Old Testament, when it comes to the New Testament, it does not entirely do away with the Old Testament, but it adds value to the, to the Old Testament to make it the New Testament. Okay? So, the children of Israel, let me talk about the Old Testament. The children of Israel during their days, they used to apply oil on their animals, the sheep. Eh? So when they would apply oil, when they would anoint the sheep, you'd find that the small insects eh, that pry on animals would not pry on the sheep because if they did attack the sheep, the sheep would die. So the oil that was anointed, that is what history says, eh? And the word anointing, and to anoint it simply means to rub. I've said that. Is that true? The Old Testament. So the oil was rubbed or anointed on the sheep to protect them against the attack of the animals so that, so that they can be healthy. Are we together? Are we together? The same way oil would be rubbed upon the priests, upon the kings upon the prophets when the oil would be rubbed on them for them to get into an office it means they are separated for a certain function or they are sanctified and empowered to perform because someone like David the, the moment he was anointed is the moment he was as king though he waited for his right time praise the Lord so Jesus, Bible says that Jesus began his ministry later in years. He did not begin his ministry when he began comprehending. Why? Why? Because he was the son of man. Jesus is the son of God. Is that true? But Jesus was also the son of man. So when Jesus came on earth, 
he came as a son of man. This is why he was stripped of the power, the glory, and everything that was in the Godhead when he was in heaven. So that when he comes on earth, he operates as a man. Are we together? So, because Jesus was stripped of the power, the glory, actually he put, Bible says, he put it aside. He laid it aside. So when he comes on earth, he's coming in, yes, he's a son of God, but on earth he's the son of man because he does not have the full virtues that God possesses. Am I making sense? And so being a man, he could not do anything until he was empowered because I've told us the anointing is there to empower. So until he was empowered by the Holy Ghost, then he began his ministry. Before he was empowered, he did not do anything. He didn't do much. Praise the Lord. That is why the ministry of Jesus began when he was how old? How old? 30 years. For how long did he do it? Three effective years. Is that true? So Jesus is the pattern. Jesus is the pattern that we follow. This means for every child of God, for everyone who's born again, not a child of God, for anyone who is born again, there is an empowerment that comes upon you for you to perform what God wants you to perform. Everyone, when you get born again, you receive anointing over your life. So all of us here are anointed. That's what Bible says. I'll, I'll read the scripture later. I had asked for a drawing, drawing board, but we don't have. I pray that next time we organize so that when it's needed, we can have it. But I'll try to explain the best way I can so that all of us can be able to understand. When you're anointed, you're anointed for a specific purpose. This means that when you got born again, Paul says, you know, when you are established in Christ, I'll give that scripture with time. I want to explain something. When you get when God establishes us in Christ Jesus, he puts a seal of the spirit on our lives. And he puts anointing on our lives. So every believer has an anointing. Say I'm anointed. Say it again. Like you believe. So you're anointed because you have a purpose. When Jesus went to heaven, he told the disciples, go and make disciples for me. So there was a function, a work that Christ needed us to do. But this work cannot be done on physical strength. That is why the anointing is needed for you to be effective in what you are supposed to do. Praise the Lord. So when Jesus says, just give me Matthew 10, 8. When Jesus talks about a believer, Matthew chapter 10, verse 8. 
Jesus talks about what a believer ought to do, what a believer is empowered to do. Go back to 7 so that we are in context. Go back to 6. Can we read together? Uh-huh. 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 Go back to seven. It says, when you go, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? The kingdom. When you talk about the kingdom, you're talking about the king. This means, it says, when you're preaching, you're preaching Christ as a king. Teaching for another time. Let me pass through. Just go to eight. So, Bible says, Jesus was telling his disciples, go out. When you go out, this is what you will do. Preach about the kingdom. As you preach about the kingdom, do healing of the sick. Do cleansing of the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. Do you know Bible says that the last enemy to be defeated is death? Have you read that in the Bible? Bible says the last enemy to be defeated is what? Media, please also get me that verse. This means that God is saying by the spirit of God thank you. Go to 25, we get the context. 25 or 24? Mm, 24. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father. This is Jesus Christ. When he puts an end to all the rule, all authority and power. Uh-huh. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. Who has put all enemies? Next. The last enemy that will be destroyed is? Is what? Go back to the other scripture, Matthew 10. And just to combine it. So Bible says, when you go out, let me bring it simple. When you go to work, someone tells you, I have a headache. What are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? Heal him. Because it's an infirmity. Infirmity is a spirit. Yeah? And, the de and there's a demon behind every sickness. We know that. So Bible says, when you go to work, when you go to school, when you go about your life issues, what are you supposed to do? Heal people. Cleanse lepers, raise the dead. Look at your neighbor. Mombie, Ati, you're supposed to be raising the dead. Tell them that. Look at another one. Tell them, Jesus is saying, no, talk to them so that they understand. Tell them, Jesus is saying, you're supposed to be raising the dead. Did you hear leaders written here? Or emojis. This is for a believer. If you're a disciple of Christ, Babo is saying, eh, if you've not been healing the sick, let me step on some toes. Eh? If you've not been healing the sick, you are not fulfilling your father's business now. If you haven't cleansed the lepers, cast out demons and raised the dead, we still have a way to go. 
But the things of God, you grow from level to level, from glory to glory. You heal flu here, next you heal a back. Okay? Next you cast out HIV. And as you grow, you find your faith is lifting. So, Jesus is saying, the anointing I am putting in you, it is very, very, this is awesome. The anointing I'm putting on you is very costly, very expensive in this term that the power that was in the risen Christ is the same power that operates in you that you can go out and cast death and tell death, depart, and then you receive someone back to life. Bonus if you will. So this is where God wants us to be operating from because Bible says in the last day death shall be demons shall be cast out. So when you see demons, you're not supposed to run away. I know some of us get to a level where by even praying at three, someone was telling me the other day, I think she woke up, prayed, went to sleep. It's true. She was physically awake, not in the spirit. Then she was like, ah, then akajifungua. Then that thing again covered him. Covered her. Eh? Then she said, I am not ready to wrestle with Satan. Let me just sleep. Have my peace. I'll pray in the morning. And she did exactly that. She slept. So at times some of us are afraid of praying because of the realms God can lift you to and you get to wrestle stuff. But my prayer is that God will cause us to see the giants we are in the spirit. God will open, you know, if you know how big you are, there are some things that will not threaten you. In fact, you look at them and you get angry at Satan because you're like, why are you disturbing me? There was a certain man of God. Um, what's the name of this revivalist? Whom the Satan came to his room, then made a lot of noise, moved the chair. Shh, shh, shh. Then he woke up, then he was like, ah, it's you, Satan. Then he went back to sleep. <laughs> it's not a story, oh. It's true, eh? I pray that God will cause us to have such encounters so that we'll come here and speak so that people know. Buenas, if you I'm wondering whether to say or not trying to figure out if it will edify you. Eh? How do you know it will edify? <laughs> that will be diverting too much. It's talking about the anointing. But I want you to understand what God has put in you that is so great and so costly that can make you be a dynamite in the kingdom of God and can take you places. Praise the Lord. Let me tell so that some of you can be able to overcome. Eh? I came from a, came because now I belong to the tribe of Judah. <laughs> but I came from, my family background is very funny. Very funny. Eh? And it's very spiritual. Was spiritual. Is spiritual. I'm also spiritual. Eh? 
I came from a very funny background because my grandparents were not born again. But nevertheless, they were just not good people. They would engage in stuff. You get. So some of these things people do open up your lives to attack. Yeah? I've never shared this before, but when I was growing up, I think around from two, around there, after my mom passed on, I'm not saying this to scare you, but just to help you know that you can actually overcome. That you, you actually know that when our spiritual lives are like muscles. You know, every time you go to the gym and exercise, you become stronger and stronger. You're able to overcome more and more. Okay? I want you to understand what is in you. When things that are valued there is a way you carry them. There is a way you treat them. There is a level of exposure you do. You see those nice, long, beautiful human hairs? The 16 inch and some? Can you go and walk with that in River Road? Utabakina plated hair. Because someone is walking behind you, Nana Pigabei. Pigabei. It's true. Is that true? So some things that have value, there's how you treat it. There are places you can go, there are places you cannot go. There are things you can do, there are things you cannot do. Anyway, that aside, let me not divert too much. So when we were kids, after my mom had passed on, a while came where I would hear, my family would hear things physically eh, running on the roof, eh? Not like claw like how do I put it? Would hear like creatures running on the roof and then you scare that you hear that scratch like that, eh? We would hear it physically. And it got to a point where sleeping at night used to be a problem because at times they'll just wait for eleven when you're about to sleep. You hear it physically. I'm not talking about spiritually in sleep, physically. Other days you get a pause, then it comes at one, when the sleep is just building. And then you wake up and you get scared. So around where we were living, there was another man, he was so prayerful. So when such stuff would happen, we would run to his house. Eh? There's someone smiling so widely, you love stories. <laughs> May the Lord deliver you. So we would go wake him up so that he comes to pray. And then he, he was a man of God. He just loved Jesus. Actually, he was a brother. He was not a pastor or anything, but he just loved Jesus. And we knew he was very prayerful. So that time we went and told him, hey, wake up. So most of the time, when it would happen continuously, we would just, in fact, he gave us the liberty. He told us anytime you hear that noise on the roof, you literally hear it on the roof. Eh? So he would tell us when you hear this on the roof, just wake me up. I'll pray. So he used to come and pray and pray. So there's a time he went to school. He used to be in campus learning. So there's a time he went to school because that thing persisted for a while before my friend, we had to work out our own salvation. So you pray. One side, you're checking. If you can see something, you pray, checking. 
you're hoping your prayers were answered somehow. Those days, I didn't know what I knew now. And I believe that the grace of God kept me. I know at times some of you look at us and think, ah, these ones have had a smooth flow. No. I'm a fighter. As polite and soprano voice as a sound, I'm a fighter. Praise the Lord. And I remember we we started praying in the small way we knew until it got to a place. So me, I learned by day casting out demons by from two. Eh? Thank God for the high school I went to. Because there's a Pastor Kato, God bless him wherever he is. He used to come to school and teachers and teachers and teachers. So we were knowledgeable. So I knew at times we just say, go out. Believe you me, the masses of God prevail. So it got to a point where those things, I don't even know how they went silent, but it just lifted just like that. With time, you come to know what God has put in you. When you get to know what God has put in you, there are things that don't scare you. There are people who threaten you at work that you don't even get scared. You look at them and smile and you're thinking, hmm, you hardly have an, have an idea of who you're talking to. Because if I speak a word, I'll squeeze you in the spirit. You lose everything. Praise the Lord. Say greatness is in me. Say it like you mean it. Greatness is in me. Then, I had just gotten born again. In fact, I, still, I got born again in form two within that time. So you can't say I was spiritually mature. I was just a spiritual babe. But if I would speak a word and pray and God hears, this means you can actually speak a word and God does something. This means you're better advantaged. Why? Because you've been under this teaching, under this grace. We teach all the time. Is that true? So that you're equipped. And Bible says that we are not alone. I said you can't talk about the anointing without talking about Christ. Why? Because we are one. Say we are one with Christ. We are one with Christ. Say it again. We are one with Christ. If you feel like you're tired, just stand up. Please don't sleep on me. Are you aware that Christ is not Jesus' second name? You see there, I can have my name Maureen Akama. Akama is my second name. Maureen is the first one. Someone else could be thinking Jesus is the first name, Christ is the second. No. Christ was a title. Christ then meant the anointed one. Christ and Messiah is the same thing. Is that true? After Jesus died, now Christ means the anointed one and his anointing. Christ is not complete by himself. Let me put this. So we have Christ here. Can you see? Pardon my handwriting. Eh? So we have Christ here. So maybe someone could move this a little bit here so that we, we see. I want to explain something so that we get it. We have been taught about authority. We have been taught, taught about power. Is that true? 
So when you combine authority and power, you get something productive. Praise the Lord. So, we've said Christ means what? Christ means what? The anointed one and his anointing. So, we have the head here. Then we have the body here, right? Who's the head? Christ. Who is the head? If you tell me Christ, you're going back here. And Christ is a title. Okay? During the era of Jesus, when Jesus was born, there were so many Jesuses. What distinguished this Jesus from the rest is because he was the Christ. It's because he was anointed to deliver people. So Christ, Bible says that Christ is the head of the body. Now I need media to move with me very fast. Bible says that Christ is the head of the body. So if you have the head alone without the rest of the body, is it complete? Is it complete? So we have Christ as the head of the body. Jesus as the head. And he says, you are the body. That's why we are called the body of Christ. Are we together? I think it's First Corinthians. That's why the Bible says there are those who are the neck, there are those who are the hands, there are those who are the feet. Praise the Lord. So all of us, together with the head, Comprise of what? I know I'm shaking your religion. Eh? You're used to Christ being Jesus. Jesus Christ, one name. I have news for you. Christ means the anointed one and his anointing. Jesus, Bible says that, can, can we read together? And he is the head of the body. Also the head of the, which is the church, aha. Uh -huh. Who is the beginning? Firstborn? Aha. Uh -huh. That in all things he may have preeminence. Give me 17 so that we just get the context. I don't like reading out of context. Colossians 1, 17, kindly. 16, help, help me, put me in the context, eh? Okay, this is through Christ. Eh? For by him, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominion or principalities or powers. All things were him and for him. 17. And he is before all things. And in him, all things consist. Meaning before earth, before creation, he was there. Okay. And after creation, he's still there. And he is the head of the body. Who is the head of the body? Jesus. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So the Son, Jesus, is the head of the body. Or the Savior of the body. The church, which is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. 
So, for you to have a whole body, you need to have the head and the rest of the body. For Christ to be able to function effectively right now on earth, he needs you. Are you aware? So, where Jesus is, Bible, we've read the scripture, the Bible says, all powers and principalities have been put where? Under his feet. Is that true? So, power belongs to Jesus, who is the head in the Christ. Jesus is the Christ. Okay? You have authority. Say, I have authority. I have authority. Say it again. I have authority. As an individual, you have authority. So, on earth, a lot of people ask... Why do so many things, many bad things happen, yet God is there? So people say, at times, ignorant people say God is unfair. But God cannot do anything on earth unless man permits him. We learned that. Is that true? How does man permit him? When you pray. And when you pray, Bible says, you have the spirit of God in you. The Holy Spirit leads you how to pray. So when you pray and do your declarations and everything, you are empowering or you are giving the authority to God so that God can use his power to come and intervene on earth. Is it making sense? So Jesus, who is the head on earth, works with you, who is his body, to bring an effect or to cause something to happen on earth. So, you are not Christ with the capital C, but we are Christ's. I was trying to get that scripture. I don't know where it is. But Bible also says that we are gods with a small g in Psalms. Have you read that? We are also Christ's with a small c. Don't let your religion hinder you from understanding. Eh? So, Jesus is the Christ. But the same Bible says that when Jesus died on the cross, he is no longer the body and you are Christ and Christ is God's. Not this one. There's still another version. I'll get it for us because the teaching continues. It's not this one. It's not this one. So when Jesus, when Jesus died, when Jesus died, we became a part of his body. So we are the body of Christ. So you and me, together with Christ, make a complete body. This is why you need, God has to anoint you as an individual for you to go out and minister. This is why in the life of Jesus, the lifetime that he had and the people he ministered to, physically speaking, by himself he didn't reach the whole earth, right? By himself. But after he taught the disciples, the first 12, then the 72, these people were to go out and do the same, same thing Christ did. So when you go out and do the same, same thing that the head requires of you, you are actually ministering Christ to people believe I'm making sense. So, 
gives us tools to enable us minister effectively. What are tools? These are gifts of the Holy Spirit. I won't teach for long. I'll, I'll just teach Kidogo so that I give you time to go and meditate, okay? God gives tools that are supposed to be effective and help people minister the word of God effectively. The tools are the gifts of the Holy Spirit, okay? Bible says that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are irrevocable, meaning without repentance. A gift means you've been freely given. Is that true? So if I give you a gift, can I take it back? I can't. It's yours, right? So whether you decide to step on it, whether you decide to keep it aside, it belongs to you. Am I making sense? You can actually, it is possible to exercise your gift minus the anointing. Anointing means there's a presence of God in it. You know, there are people who can exercise the giftings, but it's not the spirit of God operating. But you can see this gifting looks familiar. Is that true? So it's possible for one to exercise the gifts of the spirit of God, yet they are not operating under the guidance of God. Let me break it down. Let me break it down. The anointing helps, yes, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. This means there are other versions say, KJV says they are without repentance. Meaning once they are given, they actually belong to you. So the anointing is supposed to help you serve your gifts effectively. Am I making sense? But at the same time, it's possible that gifts can function actually without the anointing. Okay? That's why you can find a man of God. A man of God, I don't mean by someone preaching. I said you're anointed. That means you're also a man and a woman of God. Are we together on that? So you can find a man of God ministering with gifts, but there's no anointing in it. The anointing of God is not in it. It's the same way you can find someone... You, you know, if you pray in tongues several times... How do I explain this? There are people you can be able to know your own tongues even without speaking in spirit. Because So it's possible to operate in some of the giftings without the anointing. But the anointing coming through Jesus Christ is supposed to make these giftings effective so that you can be able to minister fully to the children of God. Praise the Lord. Give me, um, give me, give me John chapter 14. Yes, John chapter 14, verse 16 to 17. John chapter 14. Verse 16 to 17. Can we read together? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not neither knoweth him but you know him for he dwelleth with you and he shall be in you this was Jesus talking to the disciples and Jesus told the disciples that I have to go so that another comforter comes who is the spirit of God to be with you anointing when you're prayed for and anointing comes upon you it's the spirit of God that releases that on your life okay so Jesus was telling these people that the spirit the spirit of truth who is the Holy Ghost has to come has to be with you so that you can continue in the journey because it's my time to go now the spirit there's a get me the scripture in John also which talks about that the spirit is supposed to abide where Jesus talks about the vine the vine so the spirit of God is supposed to abide say abide Abide. Say live in me. Live in me. To abide is to stay at a place without moving. Okay? So the spirit of God has been released to come and be there permanently. Say permanently. Permanently. If he's there permanently and he's released the anointing over your life, you can be able to function well. This means there are people who might fail to abide in the spirit. Does it make sense? Does it make sense? I'll explain. But when the helper comes, the helper is the Holy Spirit, whom I shall send to you from the Father, God, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. There's a scripture that talks about abiding in Jesus Christ. Okay, and you'll also bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. This is Jesus. 28. This one, yes. But the anointing which you have received from him does what? Does what? And you do not? And you do not need that anyone teach you, but as from the same anointing teaches you concerning all things. And it is true and it is not a lie. And just as it has taught you, this it was referring to the anointing, not the Holy Ghost. Eh? The anointing you've received. Eh? You will abide in him. Now him is God. So Bible says that the anointing that you receive is supposed to abide. Okay? I told us, I'll get the scripture for us. I'll get there. When you get born again, you receive Jesus. You're sealed by the Holy Spirit. And God releasing an anointing upon that anointing that you receive when you're born again before you even start doing anything Bible says that which you have received is there to abide so this anointing is supposed to teach say teach, teach. say all things. all things say teach all things teach all things so the anointing will teach you concerning all things it is true it is not a lie so give me We'll join the scriptures together. You'll get to understand it with time. Give me, give me, let me just check. Give me 2 Corinthians 1, 21. Let us read together.
not 23, just 21 and 22. Go back to 21. Now he who establishes us with you, this is Paul saying, in Christ has anointed us is God. Who also has sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts is a guarantee. We are sealed by the spirit of God, but verse 21 also says, Paul says, as we have come to you, know that we have been anointed, our anointing is of God through Christ Jesus to minister to you. Paul is talking here as an ambassador of Christ who has been sent to our people. Just the same way God has commissioned you, go ye and preach. Okay? Okay? Paul is talking as a child of God when he had gone to preach to these people. And he says, God has established them together in Christ and anointed us and anointed them. So every believer has an anointing. Bonus if you will. And this anointing comes through the Holy Spirit. This Holy Spirit comes to you because Bible says when you get born again, you are sealed by the same spirit. So when you get born again, you receive the spirit of God. The spirit of God gives you an anointing over your life. This anointing is for a work. Why? Because you're supposed to partner with Christ who is no longer on earth physically but spiritually in you at work. So when you partner with Christ, when you're the body, when you're ministering helps, when you're being an encouragement to someone, you remember the, 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 the gifts we read? What are you doing? You're playing your part as the body of Christ. So when you work on that, definitely you're working with the spirit of God you are able to be effective in what God has called you to be. Are we together? Are we together? I said from the beginning that when Jesus was born, he didn't begin his ministry immediately. Why? He came on earth as a son of man. Bible says he laid aside all power, all glory, all, all what? Dominion and everything. Bible says he laid them aside and came on earth as a son of man. So all the miracles you see Jesus do, he did as what? He did as what? Flesh and blood. Okay? He did as man. And I told us that Jesus is the pattern. Say the pattern. The pattern. Say it again. The pattern. The pattern. And that is why he would confidently tell his disciples that whatever I have done, you can do greater than this. Why? I came as a man, I showed you the way to go, and when the Spirit of God came upon him, I want us to read Luke. I want us to read Luke. I want us to read Luke. The Bible says, after Jesus was baptized, Luke chapter 4, 14, somewhere there. Luke chapter 4. Bible says after Jesus was baptized, and the Father bearing witness of him. Okay, go to 13 so that we just get the context. Let me check my Bible. 
still the same book in Luke chapter 4 just give me a few minutes I get it start from verse 1 for one what does Bible say pause it's okay just go to the first bit then Jesus being filled with the spirit returned from the Jordan what was Jesus doing in Jordan what was he doing he was baptized so when Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from being baptized he was led by the spirit into the wilderness when Jesus was being baptized do you remember a dove descended on him that's the Holy Spirit that's when he received, okay? Okay? That's when he received. And then that's when he began his work. Bible says he was led by the spirit into the wilderness. Verse 2 talks about Satan coming in and being tempted for 40 days by the devil. Um, skip, skip, skip after the temptation. Verse 14. Now we can go to verse 14 with the context. Bible says then Jesus returned how? How? Where was this power coming from? From? From the Holy Spirit. So Jesus returned in the power. Other versions could say empowered by the Holy Spirit to Galilee. And news of him went out through all the surrounding region. 15. He did what? He did what? He taught. He did what? In the synagogue, being glorified by all. Aha, uh-huh, 16. So, 18. Wait, wait. So, Bible says. Jesus came back from Galilee empowered in the power of the spirit. When he came back, he went to the synagogue. When he went to the synagogue, when being given the scripts, the first thing he did was to declare. What did he declare? In other words, what did he say? I am anointed. Jesus declared and told the people, just in case you missed it out spiritually, I am anointed. Why am I anointed? To preach the gospel, to heal the broken, to proclaim liberty, recover sight and set liberty. So he was... Jesus was baptized by John. Luke for one. Was baptized by John. On his baptism, he received the spirit of God who came in form of a dove. Is that true? Then Bible says he got empowered. When he got empowered, Bible says, where did he go? Where did he go? To the wilderness. Just keep that scripture. When Jesus was empowered, in other words, when God was releasing this anointing on Jesus, God was telling Jesus, you are ready for your assignment. What was the first assignment? He had to overcome Satan. 
Praise the Lord. He had to do what? He had to overcome Satan. Many times when people get born again, people complain that times things become worse. Is that true? And some people tend to blame God. I have news for you. The day you got born again, if Jesus needed you upstairs, you would have died immediately. If you're still here, it means there is work for you. And if you're still here, Bible says you have been anointed for a purpose. If you're not working in your purpose, you're suffering. So you don't have God to blame, you have yourself. If Jesus could not overcome Satan, there would still be bondage. Is that true? Because Satan just needed him to worship him. But Jesus had a primary function of delivering us. So Jesus' focus was on what did God call him to do? What did God call you to do? If you focus on what God called you to do, you overcome. If you focus where God has assigned you to be, and if you walk in it, you're able to find grace at that time to help you conquer. Praise the Lord. Bible says after Jesus was anointed, he went into the desert, got tempted by the enemy, overcame, then now went and began to do ministry. At times we don't walk in the authority God has given us, either because you have fear or because you have condemnation because of something you didn't overcome. Is that true? So you cannot serve God effectively because your conscience is condemning you. Bible says in 1 Corinthians, covet these gifts. But you look at the gifts and you think, I don't deserve because I did A, B, C, D. Yet, God says, covet and God will give them to you. Am I making sense? So, I said, Jesus, I am winding up. I won't teach so much so that I won't cloud you with too much. Just to give you a little to go and meditate. Jesus is the pattern. Say the pattern. The pattern. Say if I walk like Jesus. If I walk like Jesus. And do like Jesus. And do like Jesus. I will overcome. I will overcome. If I walk like Jesus and do like Jesus, I will overcome. You remember we read this scripture a while back? Desiring the best gifts. So a lot of us are caught up after some don't even know that they are already anointed. Let's begin from there. So you don't know that there is a work for you. If you don't have a vision to know this is where God called you, what do you do? What do you do? You perish. Is that true? That's what we read. Without a vision, people perish. So when you get born again, you don't have an idea what God has called you to do. You will walk blindly. If you walk blindly, you perish. If Jesus did not know the assignment God had given him, he would have done what? Perished. But I have news for you today. You are anointed. Say it. I am anointed. Say it again. I am anointed. Say whether I feel it. Whether I feel it. Or not. Or not. I am anointed. I am anointed. Bonus if you There are specific ministries God has called us into. Eh? Different people. But the basic is the scriptures I read. Jesus wants you. 
part of the basic things you need to do as a born again Christian. You're supposed to be able to cast out demons. This means you can stand in the gap on behalf of your family and say no more spirit of poverty in the name of Jesus. You can stand in the gap for your family and say no more death in the name of Jesus. Why? Because I am anointed. When any demon challenges you, you tell them, wait. You might have been here for generations, but this is my territory. I have been given by God. How? I was anointed to bring deliverance. I was anointed. So because I'm here, things have to change. Praise the Lord. There are people, by the virtue of their... Have you ever seen... Let me give a simple example. Someone, I'll be done in the next 10 minutes, fast winding up. Eh? I won't keep you. Have you ever seen the president of Kenya? You just, the way you walk before him, you walk dignified. Eh? You just can't go careless. You're like, hey, Rais, and then you start staying your stuff. Those bodyguards will lift you eh? and exercise their physical muscle and bonus, if you will. There's a way you carry yourself before a president. Is that true? There's a way nature needs to behave itself around you. That is why there was this demon when Jesus crossed the sea. Then this demon started manifesting. And he was like, Jesus, it's not your time. You know that story? Then he was like, just cast us into the sea. Then he was like, you're the son of God, not the son of man. In other words, it was telling Jesus, no, you can't cast me out, number one, because it's not the time. Number two, because you cannot operate as God on earth, because you're illegal as God on earth. But Bible says that Jesus was able to deliver this young man. You need to get to a place where you step in your village, your home. You know, there are people who believe if something has been done to your home, you have to go and dig up stuff. You don't. Just step there. Let anointing be there. Other things have to check off. Bible says in the book of Isaiah that the anointing breaks yokes. Didn't say it's a process break. You know when you break something? It becomes, uh, it's broken. Yes, it's broken. <laughs> but it becomes powerless. Okay? So, by the virtue that you're in that place, nature has to begin behaving and aligning itself. Why? Because you've been anointed. There are the basic things that a Christian needs to do. Like casting out demons should be like your daily bread. But at the same time, there's that which God has anointed you as an individual to sit as a king with a small K on your throne and rule. Ask your neighbor, are you ruling? Or are you behaving like a servant? Are you ruling? Some of us are still behaving like paupers. Eh? Because you don't know. Let me tell you, the word of God that you speak never goes in vain. It may look like it's taking long, but you will see it come to pass. You might have been praying for your family and you're wondering, but why? 
But you know what? God is working. When change is happening, you don't see it. Most of the time you see the results. Some of us want to go and, you know, you plant a seed, you want to go and dig in a mare. Then you think now you'll return it and cover soil and pour water. You're interfering with the growth. So some of us interfere with the growth because your mouth needs to be tamed by the Holy Ghost. Can I talk? Yes. Papa, you prayed for me. Then I'm thinking, but you just nullified what he prayed. So is he supposed to pray again? I've been praying about this thing. I've been praying about That's why you need to be careful of the words you say and speak and how you put it. <sighs> is someone getting me? You have been anointed. How did you receive this anointing? Paul says, when you received Jesus Christ into you. So in the Old Testament, there would be a few who would be chosen and receive the anointing. But when Jesus died, Bible says the veil was torn. Everyone has access. When you come to, when you come to the Father by the virtue of salvation, you receive an, an anointing. And you're sealed by the Spirit of God. So this anointing is for a purpose. If you don't know the purpose, you will perish. But if you know, do you know there's some things when you do what God has required to do, requires you to do, you'll find your life opening up. You won't have to start wrestling and battling some funny wars. When you're found in the right place, doing the right thing, there's a way your things open up. Your ministry opens up. You will come before God, you will not feel condemned. Though it's self-condemnation, it's not God condemning you, it's just you. You will be able to ask God for things boldly and receive them by faith because you know there is no hindrance. Say I'm an overcomer. I am Say I am anointed. I am anointed for such a time as this. For such a time as this. Say I am important. I'm important in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God. Because I'm a part of the body. Because I'm a part of the body. Bonasifiwe. Did you understand this? So your authority, because you're legal on earth, combined with the power, power belongs to God, right? Power is of God. So when a believer prays by the authority that he has on earth, because he is legal on earth, God had given, for those of us who have not been fellowshipping with us for a while, when, man, when God created man, God gave him power to have dominion and rule. That's why he was able to name animals, okay? When he fell, Satan took the authority. But Jesus came back to restore the authority. So man is legally, is legal on earth. So, naturally, you're supposed to speak and see results. Why? Because you're using this authority and knowing that the ability comes from Jesus Christ. When you know you have the Christ Christ backing. Is there anything impossible? Is there anything impossible? No. Why? Because Christ does not know defeat. Praise the Lord. The same way Jesus returned in power. It's the power of God that was able to help him to resist sin. Are you aware? 
Do you know your own physical your own physical self you can't say no to sin. Do you know that? It's difficult to struggle. But because Jesus had an empowering, he overcame, went to the next assignment. Because you have the spirit of God, you must overcome. Say I must overcome. I must overcome. Because I am of Christ. Because I am of Christ. Christ in me. Christ in the me. Hope of glory. The hope of glory. I am more than an overcomer. I am more than in the name of Jesus. In the name of Say Jesus. it again. More than an overcomer. In the name of Jesus. The power of the Holy Ghost is what Bible says it teaches you to say no to sin. Eh? At the same time, it gives you the ability, the power to have a firm stand and not yield into sin. We have all been anointed when you get born again. If you're not born again, we'll pray for you. But if you're born again, there's that anointing that came upon your life. Most of the time when the man of God prays for you, he releases grace, okay? I said the giftings of God are renewed. They are irrevocable. So you don't do anything to qualify for them. But you can use the anointing to stir them up. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are you understanding something? Are you understanding? Yes. So the anointing of God helps you to function supernaturally. You have the ability in you to function supernaturally. At times, it just takes a man of grace to trigger it. Then you see God begin working. It in you for your good. Bonus if you will. Praise the Lord. So the same way God anointed Jesus, I'm just doing basics before we talk about corporate anointing and anointing in an individual life and all that. But the same way God anointed Jesus, when you get born again, you definitely receive the spirit of God. And he puts a mark on you. Bible says the seal of the spirit. And there's anointing his releases into your life to help you function. So if you function minus the anointing, you will fail. Because the way God created us, we are supposed to be strengthened by the Holy Spirit to overcome the flesh. Praise the Lord. If you're tired, say amen. So we are all alert. It's already 135. I think I want to end from there because if I introduce something else, we might go to 230 or later than that. But I want us to know, one, we all have the anointing. Say, I'm anointed. I'm anointed. Say it again. I am anointed. Because the Bible says so. When you are born again, you are anointed and you receive the seal of the Spirit of God. Number two, say, I am anointed for a purpose. I am anointed for a purpose. Bible says that when God anointed Jesus... Isaiah 61 he had an assignment he had an assignment to preach good tidings to bring healing bind broken hearts deliver people and all that so you have an assignment in Christ 
when you fulfill your assignment you are able to overcome number 3 say the anointing will help me to overcome the anointing will help me to overcome say it again the anointing will help me to overcome jesus overcame because Luke 4 one babo says he was empowered one of the things that when you receive the anointing you, you are empowered so you are able to live the righteous life you are because the spirit of god has empowered you okay from overcoming the anointing will help you fulfill your assignment praise the lord babo says after the temptation now jesus went now into galilee that is where his ministry began so the ministry of jesus never began until he received anointing as a son of man to be able to go forth and accomplish that which he wants to do so my prayer for each of us today is god will help you realize what exactly have you been anointed for what has why has god put his spirit in you what is your function the primary function yes is to you know cast out spirits as we grow from level to level to overcome death to heal the the lepers you know to cleanse the lepers and to heal the sick that's the primary function but beyond that there's the calling god has put you others it's in the marketplace others it's in the spiritual others it's in the family may god help you realize that when you know that you can stand and speak concerning your family and you will see a difference in any given family by the way you'll always find there's one person that god has given authority to speak and declare some things it's not all of all okay everyone can pray but you'll always find in one given family there's that one person who God has assigned that's why you can stand in the gap and pray for the rest of their family until they get born again okay so God will help you even stand and decree and declare and by the way it's not always a first born can even be a last born or a third born it just depends on whoever God decides to put his oil on bonus if you will So God will help you make you realize Number 1 to know the ability that is in you the anointing that is in you so that you speak concerning a situation and number 2 so that you can be able to function in the body of Christ where God has called you bonus if you praise the Lord Say Jesus Jesus give me understanding give me understanding of where you've called me to be